0: For me, Paris is the capital of Europe. If you enjoy sightseeing, you could go there for the rest of your life and never run out of great things to see. And if you ever did, you could just start seeing the other ones again because you can go to these museums again and again and find yourself swept up by the wonders of Western civilization. To learn more about navigating the museums of Paris, we're joined today by Elizabeth Van Hest, who's a guide in Paris and who knows just how to point us in the right direction. Elizabeth, thanks for joining us. Merci. Elizabeth, if you're going to Paris and you want to get caught up in the art, of course, we've got the famous museums, the Louvre and so on. But if you want to get a little bit away from that and do some surprising museums, what's a museum that gives you a sense for elegant, aristocratic life in the 19th century, in the great city of Paris?
1: There are several houses that were built or owned by very wealthy people in the 19th century. And one of the most, well, elegant one, I think, is Jacques andre
0: and where's that located?
1: Uh, that's on the Boulevard Haussmann. You know, approximately between Arc de Triomphe and and Opera. Okay, so you could idea. you could sort
0: of tie it in on your way to the Arc de Triomphe. You could. Yes, uh, it's the Jacques Mart Andre Museum. Yes. What what is exceptional about this house?
1: Well, first of all, you learn a, a little bit about Paris, how it was extended in the 19th century, because very wealthy people purchased ground in this district and uh, set up these beautiful houses. It was more or less a competition.
0: It must have been a competition because you stepped into this house and they had no children so and they had yes. a love of art. Oh yes. And apparently they had endless money.
1: In fact, it was first of all uh, the man huh, who had the money and he needed a wife uh, and he found a good solution uh, marrying a painter. She uh, had known him because he asked her to paint a portrait. Huh. And finally they got married. And she never painted anymore, although he built a special studio for her in his house. And then they started traveling
0: all over the world. And their talents together and his financial resources yes. probably enabled them to choose oh, good yes. good art.
1: Yes, and they, they were very close to directors, conservators of museums, uh-huh. and got all this information especially the so lady. So this Nari. is a
0: very good point, to, to see some uh, aristocratic house yes. in Paris. Oh, yes, it's and beautiful. I would say jacques Mart André would be the one to see. If you're looking for modern art in Paris and you, you don't want to go to a museum, you just want to see modern art happening today, the, the business metabolism of the art community, what do you do?
1: I would send you immediately to La Défense and you can see it outside.
0: No, that's right. You go to La Défense and this is this uh, forest of skyscrapers outside of the center. yes. It's the, the real Paris, I think. It's the modern yeah. business sort of Paris. Yes. There's a striking amount of just far out, colorful, playful modern art.
1: Yes. There is Miro. Right. There is Calder. Yeah. And the Spider.
0: And these are not small things you'd put in your living room. No. These are huge. No. The size of churches kind of buildings yes. almost. That's you know, why you usually art. don't
1: see this kind of art inside of museums. Okay. Because it's so big. It should be in the open air. Who
0: pays for this? How, how does this great art happen in oh, the public square in Paris?
1: Well, I'm afraid uh, it's the taxpayer.
0: It's the taxpayer.
1: Yes, because the government spends, if I'm right, I think 2% of the cost of architecture, of the building, uh, on culture.
0: And if you want to uh, just kind of hobnob with local people out shopping for, for art, give me some ideas about that in Paris.
1: Oh, I think the best is to go first to the left bank. Uh-huh. Still, you know, we call the left bank the intellectual bank. Oh, yeah. And uh, you have these narrow streets. Of course, there are lots of art galleries, antique shops, So they'll, shops. they'll have,
0: like, open houses?
1: Yes. Well, first of all, if uh, one of the uh, art galleries organizes an exhibition, then they will invite, of course, the clients. Right. Uh, and uh, you can just uh, be invited for the vernissage.
0: It's called a vernissage, vernissage, and this is basically an open house at a gallery where there'd be wine and cheese, and yes. fancy local people, yes. and, and a few tourists yes. sneaking in. Oh yes. and you can see the art of this particular yes. exhibit.
1: if if you walk along the street and you see this, just bump him and you see. Can um, you
0: read about that in the periscope or yes. something like this? Yes,
1: and now you see we have all kind of information on the internet as well. Galleries. Galleries.
0: All right. Now or the per- Galerie d'Art. Art galleries. I would say, okay, uh, yes. so in the periscope. That's good. Paris is amazing to me because every time I come back, there seems to be a new museum. And a a few years ago, they opened up a wonderful museum for uh, primitive, so-called primitive art.
1: Yes, yes. Um, There is a long discussion because primitive in French has a second signification. If you say primitive, like also we say for the Gothic, it's early, but you can also consider it as less important. Ah. So we usually call this museum Musée du Quai Branly, Okay. It was especially uh, the the wish of our former president Jacques Chirac.
0: So the K. Branley thats like uh, the key along the river, along yes. the center. Yeah. Branley B. R. A. N. L. E. Y. Yes. And this is a sort of a striking building, a, oh, or, yes. organic sort of uh, wild building, filled with art from yes. uh, Polynesia,
1: uh, Oceania, Native Americans,
0: America. uh, Africans. A lot of masks.
1: Yes. And uh,
0: musical instruments.
1: Exactly. And you learn a lot about their culture.
0: You learn more about those people. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Elizabeth Van Hest about enjoying the art and the culture in the museums of Paris. Elizabeth, there's a lot of French connection with the Arab world, and there's a huge Arab community in Paris. Oh yes. How can we learn more about that?
1: Oh, you can go to the uh, Institut du Monde Arabe.
0: If I can understand Institute. it, the Institute of the Arab World. Yes, exactly. Nice. The Institute of the Arab World. What will you yes. find there?
1: Well, everything concerning the civilization of these Arabian countries, you know, there has huh. been always a, a very tight link between yeah. France and Arabian countries. And it was more to make also the French more familiar with this civilization. So you have often very uh, big exhibitions. Right. And there is a library.
0: So there is a, a long established connection from France and the Arab world, originally, I suppose, in a colonial sense. yes. And then in post-colonial times, a lot yes. of immigrant laborers coming into France. Yes. And it's just constructive to have a museum that respects Arab culture Yes. where people can learn and share and celebrate. Exactly. So the Institute of the Arab World, if you want to follow that up just by going to the wild and crazy modern art museum. Tell us about that.
1: Oh, you have to cross the river first, and then you look for the Hotel de Ville, which Uh is the city hall, and then keep walking, and you get to the Centre Pompidou.
0: And the Pompidou Centre, I I always think you hardly need the address because when you see it, you'll know that's got to be modern art.
1: You know what we call it? No. The refinery. Why? Well, there are all these pipes, you know? That's all these. right.
0: All the guts are on the outside of the building.
1: Yes. Everything what usually an architect hides in the building.
0: Could you call that form follows function?
1: Well, yes, because every pipe has a function.
0: All the practical things are outside, so the rooms are more free and open inside. Yes.
1: And that was the idea. In fact, you know, it was an idea of President Pompidou, who died about uh-huh. 30, 40 years ago. He was very interested in modern art, and he thought that... Paris was losing its um, It's rank uh, as an art city. Well, they certainly
0: created the big center named after Pompidou. Yes. Now, this vast building, it's got all of the pipes, the water pipes, the air pipes, and so on, outside color-coded, I believe. Yes,
1: yes. Blue is uh, for the air, green is for water, uh, yellow is for the electricity, and red is for the elevator escalator.
0: Beautiful, and that escalator takes you up and Uh, up and up.
1: To the Probably one of the best
0: free views in town at the top of that.
1: Well, it's not as free as that anymore. Oh, you can't you, go up there for free no, anymore? not oh, anymore. because I love going up there for my yes. little free view. Well, okay. I suppose when you come to Paris, you have your museum pass. That's a good point. And then you can go, even if you don't want to go to the art collection, you go up to the building and you have one of the most beautiful views.
0: One reason to get that museum pass is just so you can pop into things without considering the price.
1: Exactly. And you can get in without lining up.
0: So there's long lines. The biggest lines, uh, Saint-Chapelle, the Orsay, the Louvre, uh, Versailles, all of these you can just cut right to the front of the line because those lines are actually people waiting to buy tickets. Yes. And you've already got a ticket when you got the pass. Yes,
1: exactly, Eric. Uh, I must be honest, the exception to the rule is the Saint-Chapelle. Oh, is that right? Because, you know, the line is not to get into the museum, the Saint-Chapelle, the chapel, but the line is for the security check. That's right. And you see the Saint-Chapelle was built inside of the courtyard of the royal palace in the 13th century when the kings were still living in that palace. And this has become the palace of justice, the court. So
0: this is like the Supreme Court of France yes. right there. So yes. if you're a tourist, you can't just waltz in there with your pass. You need to be checked very carefully to get yes. into that courtyard. Now you've got the museum pass. This is one of the most... People are so thankful to know about this museum pass. And It's not just to save money, although if you are busy sightseeing, you will save money. You have the convenience of being able to pop into things just for fun. You're on the Place des Vosges, and you see yes. a, a wonderful little building in the corner. Whose yes. house is it?
1: and you go to Victor Hugo. Yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't pay 10 bucks to see Victor Hugo, but no. if it's right there,
0: I'll pop in. Well, it's the minutes. same
1: for the tomb of Napoleon. That's right. You have to pay a lot of money, and now you can just walk in and look at it, and probably you will think, oh, the French, do they still admire so much this emperor? <laughs> oh,
0: man, I think a lot of people have stood yeah. there and been awestruck.
1: Yes, you could say so. Now, if
0: you're looking to avoid crowds in Paris, and there's a lot of tourists in Paris if you hit it during busy times, what are some tricks to to make it easier? Are some of the museums open in the evening?
1: Yes, more and more, I would say.
0: So check out with the, exhibitions, um, the listings and so because on. And in the evening, you will rarely have a line yes. at a museum. I understand... The Louvre and the Orsay on some nights will be open late?
1: Now, the Louvre is open on Wednesday Uh and Friday evening. Late? Yes. Nice. Yes, until officially a quarter to ten. But you see, when the friends are closing, they start to close (laughs) early. (laughs) So, always think that about 45 minutes or half an hour before closing time, you have to make your way out.
0: Right. So, they start shutting down the extremities, I've found. So if you go to the very end of the museum and work your way closed, then you can spend your last frantic 15 minutes in the rooms nearest to the door. You can walk slowly slowly out, you know. (laughs) Humoring the guards. Yes. And also when you are going to the Eiffel Tower now, this is notorious for its long lines. I understand they're having a new innovative way to help people avoid those lines. Yes,
1: they started to do it only for groups, and Mm -hmm. now it's also on individual base.
0: That you can make a reservation online.
1: Yes, the only thing is... Ah, of course, I never I never tried it because I don't need to make reservation to go to the Eiffel Tower. I've been there so many times. But right. if you have a little time, I can understand. It's very good to make your booking. Only you can't know what weather it will be on that day.
0: Now, that's the downside of making a yes. reservation in advance. Yes. Well, you can hope for sunshine when you're but in nothing Paris.
1: nothing is perfect, Rick.
0: Paris is the city of light. For me, it's always a beautiful day in Paris. It's very pretty. Elizabeth Anne Hesk, thank you so much for helping us better enjoy ah. your beautiful city.
1: Merci, and i wait for you in Paris. Au revoir.
0: Rick Steves has spent a third of his adult life in Europe researching and writing guidebooks. His classic, Europe Through the Back Door, freshly updated this year, teaches the skills of smart travel. Along those same lines, Europe 101, History and Art for the Traveler, is a must-read for anyone who appreciates Europe's rich history and great art. To learn more about Rick's books, visit the Travel Store at ricksteves.com.